Welcome everyone. Um, this is Emily Beaudry. I am the internships coordinator at the Lazarus Center for Career Developments. Uh, this episode of our podcast series is focusing on Smith senior Leela McClintock, um, who successfully navigated an amazing internship, a remote praxis internship during summer 2020. Leela is an Italian studies and Middle East studies double major, and she spent her summer interning for the Stimson Center, which is a think tank in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Leela. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for um, taking the time to chat with me this afternoon. Thanks for doing this. I think it's going to be great. Uh, so let's jump right in. Can you, can you tell us a bit more about the Stimson Center, what kind of work they do, what kind of work you were doing, um, you know, what program you were involved in? Yeah, definitely. So the Stimson Center is a nonprofit sort of think tank or research institution, as you mentioned, and it's located in Washington, D.C. So they do a lot of policy kind of related work, either to influence, you know, matters of national security or international security. And it, I think it really depends on which program you're doing, because they have sort of an extensive um, realm of uh, work that they do there. And I was with the Partnerships and Proliferation Prevention Program, which is a really small program that focuses primarily on encouraging and aiding the international community in preventing the spread or proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. So that would be like chemical weapons, um, biological weapons, radiological weapons, or nuclear weapons, although the program mostly focuses on the chemical, bio, and radiological side. And it's kind of hard to explain it this way, but it basically you know, empowers government bodies or institutions like the UN or even the private sector to just create the right legislation and be equipped with the right tools to prevent the spread of um, WMD or to prevent WMD from getting into the wrong hands. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and how did you find this internship? I, I know you mentioned in your Praxis application that you cast a wide net. So I'd love for you to, to tell us more about that. Yeah, it's really interesting because it actually I was thinking back on this a couple of days ago and it really all started with um, a Smith class, believe it or not. I took a class with Professor Greg White in the Gov Department on International Relations in my sophomore year. And we had somebody come in to speak um, from an organization called the James Martin Center of Nonproliferation Studies. And this is actually a think tank that's located in Monterey, California, and also Washington, DC. I promise these are all connected. <laughs> Basically, um, this woman came and she works in the nuclear nonproliferation field. And she ended up, ended up talking to all of us about how important it is to bring more women or a more diverse group of individuals into this field, because it is dominated you know, by sort of your classic white male. And, um, you know, as we know, I mean, it's a security field. And so I sort of became really interested in that. And I initially, I thought I wanted to go into something, you know, related to development. But then I thought, hey, you know, I might actually be okay at the security stuff. So I ended up interning, I ended up applying and getting the internship at this James Martin Center. And so spent a summer in California. And this sent in my sophomore summer, and then this center knows the Stimson Center really well. So they're kind of connected because they all work on issues of nonproliferation and security. And I'd always wanted to intern in DC, but it's a really competitive sort of realm to break into the think tank world. And, you know, they get tons of applications each summer. So, you know, I was, I knew I wasn't going to get anything sort of freshman, sophomore year. And then so I sort of leveraged those connections in my experience at the James Martin Center in order to find this internship at the Stimson Center because I knew that these two were very much connected with each other and shared a lot of the same work. And so I think that's a big reason um, why I got the internship and why it helped me and something that my, you know, my supervisors had told me 
towards the end of my internship this past summer at Stimson was that they appreciated that I had had a background in these issues. So I sort of knew what some of the UN, you know, conventions were uh, before going into it. So I think that was helpful. Um, but in addition to that, I, I didn't limit myself to just applying to the Simpson Center, even though it was my first choice. I applied to tons of other think tanks in DC. I think one at West Point. I I really, you know, cast a wide net, kind of as you were mentioning, because I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And even though I did end up getting the Stimson internship, it was really the only place I heard back from. So I, it really goes to show how, um, you know, I may have sent out 10 applications and was going to apply for 20 more. Um, so it really goes to show, you know, how competitive this field can be. And so I don't know, I think it's important to just apply to as much as you can, you know, obviously within reason and however much you can, but, you know, don't discount yourself before you apply, I guess, is my biggest piece of of um, advice in that in that situation. That is fantastic advice. Um, so last summer we uh, had to make the announcement that all Praxis internships had to be conducted remotely um, and that really kind of changed plans for a lot of people. You know, did that announcement um, change your internship plans or how did you navigate that switch to remote work? Yeah, you know, I was really nervous actually when that happened. I mean, I I was really looking forward to being in DC for the summer. And so I was definitely a bit bummed out that I, I wasn't gonna be able to go, but I was more importantly, I was I was kind of nervous that my internship would be canceled. And I know a lot of students had that difficulty, you know, with, you know, with canceled internships and being unable to, you know, maybe have a summer job. And, you know, a lot of people were struggling in that regard. And so I ended up reaching out to my supervisor in about, I think, April, early April. And I just made sure to make that initial contact and say, hey, you know, I'm still really interested in this internship. I still really want to do it. You know, I would hate to, you know, not do it <laughs> because, you know, even though there's a pandemic and, you know, I kind of knew it wasn't going to be in person anyway. And um, they said, okay, good to know. We'll keep that in mind. And then I heard, you know, at the beginning of May that they were actually going to have all of their interns remotely and it ended up working out because then, you know, I was able to get Praxis, which funded remote internships. So it ended up actually working out pretty well. And I, you know, above all else, I was really grateful that, you know, my internship still sort of happened and that I was still able to have the experiences that I did. Um, so even though that transition was difficult, I still really valued the time I had at Simpson was very grateful to have had the opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, everyone had to navigate um, learning how to work remotely in summer 2020, right? We all were sort of figuring it out. But, you know, how did you manage your time um, for your internship? You know, once once you're at home alone having to do an internship, how did you how did you manage your time and, and communicate with your coworkers effectively? Yeah, you know, that was hard. And I, I think something that I, I wish that I had had a little more this summer, but I, you know, I know that, um, you know, just because of COVID and everything going on, you know, it's difficult to stay focused. I, I really wish I had had the chance to connect with more of the interns I was working with, even though I was the only intern in my program, there were maybe 18 or 19 other interns all throughout the center who were all remote. So it was a bit of a bummer that I couldn't meet any of those people in person and sort of create some sort of summer connections and friendships. But on the other hand, I did end up being able to get really close with my supervisor and um, the head of the program who I also worked for, but my supervisor was my main point of contact and she's the one who assigned me all of my work. And in, in some ways, I feel like, even though I think we would have been very friendly in person, I think because we were both sort of going through this 
weird COVID situation together. And because I was technically the full, you know, the first fully remote intern, they'd had to do it for the spring, but summer I was fully remote. It was really interesting and kind of fun sometimes trying to navigate this weird sort of online um, communication format. And even though we didn't meet each other in person, you know, she gave me her phone number um, so I could call her whenever I needed to. We texted often through the day or if she needed me to prepare to do something, she would text me on Sunday night or Monday night for an assignment for the next day. Um, she also set up something called a daily check-in. So every morning at 8.30, I would speak to her over Zoom for 10 or 15 minutes just so I could get my tasks for the day. Um, and usually there would be other meetings throughout the day, but I found those daily check-ins a really valuable time to actually make me feel like I was a part of the team. And I think that's actually a really important element of the remote internship because it can be so hard to feel like you're a part of something impactful or important, I think, when you're just sitting at your house and are just sort of not really talking to anyone. So I think that was something that made my internship particularly unique and valuable. And I think, um, you know, I think my supervisor also encouraged me to always ask if I needed anything. And so she said, if you need more communication or if you want less communication, just let me know. And I, I think that's another thing I really learned from this internship is that don't be afraid to speak up for yourself or to ask for help or to ask for something. And that was what was really instilled to me um, through you know, my interactions with my supervisor. So um, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind for you know as long as this pandemic sort of upends everything having to do with working in person, so. So it sounds like you had really amazing supervisors and colleagues. Um, you know, what did you learn by working with professionals in the international security field? You know, what, what types of, um, did you get to meet anyone uh, that you didn't think you'd get a chance to speak with? Yeah, that's a really interesting question actually, because I don't think I realized how interdisciplinary the field was until this internship. And I think that was actually um, something I sort of took away from the international security space that it really requires kind of all hands on deck and all people with different skill sets and experiences to do, you know, important work. And so I was able to meet a lot of people actually. I'm really interested in the intersection of tech and security. So I was able to meet someone that worked at IBM. I was able to talk with two female professionals actually, um, you know, who worked in different sort of business and, and you know, tech-centric positions. And so that was really, really interesting and a really great way to build out my network. Um, trying to think, I met a lot of different people. I also got to sit in on a bunch of um, UN meetings, um, a couple of board meetings for my program. So it was really amazing, you know, having the opportunity to meet these really seasoned sort of professionals who, you know, really kind of have the experiences that I would love to have at some point in the future, um, you know, hopefully. So it was a, a really great experience in, in that regard. And I'm hoping I can also maybe leverage those connections sort of beyond, you know, graduation, which is also really weird to say out loud, <laughs> but sort of beyond graduation and, um, you know, beyond Smith. And I think that's something that was also really valuable to me. And I know other Smithies have interned at Stimson too. So I think, you know, that's also important to keep in mind. I, it encourages me to utilize the Smith network more. Um, so sort of a combination of sort of, you know, gleaning new connections, learning about the, you know, the interdisciplinary aspects of the international security field and just sort of how important it is um, to get a variety of perspectives involved. Amazing. Um, so, you know, the Lazarus Center and Smith College are huge on experiential learning opportunities. And, and, and we're learning that, you know, sometimes 
the most meaningful lessons come after you're done with your internship, right? Like after you've had a chance to look back and reflect on the experience, you know, think about what you've learned about yourself and, and think about how maybe your goals and interests have changed or, or grown. So I have a few questions going down that path. Um, sure. Was there was there a moment or a project during your internship when you felt especially empowered or accomplished? Yeah, so actually I, um, all interns are, well, they actually, it's necessary. You all have to um, complete an independent research project. And so because I've become recently really interested in this technology sort of sector, I thought, why don't I do something having to do with that? And so I ended up pursuing a research project on, um, oh gosh, I don't even remember what it was called. It was so long ago at this point, but basically the intersection of artificial intelligence in the matchmaking space for UN, UN Security Council Resolution 1540. I know that probably doesn't make much sense just talking about it, but basically using um, sort of AI to um, develop a tool to help states get the help that they need. That's sort of the essential idea of it. And so I ended up having to do a lot of research and read some highly technical material that was very confusing at first, but I had a lot of support you know, from my supervisor and I was able to ask different um, individuals at the Stimson Center who had more experience in the tech sector. And I was able to put together a presentation and then present it in front of all of Stimson. And I was really nervous about this because um, I remember the night before or two nights before I had to present, my power went out. <laughs> and so I was like, oh no, how am I gonna present this? Or, you know, and then I ended up being able to present it and it went really well and people had amazing questions. And I, I just felt really, proud of myself for pursuing a topic that maybe wasn't in my you know breadth of experience or academic research but i felt really proud of myself at the end of that and thought you know maybe i could pursue this more and i am sort of pursuing this tech side now actually i'm not the same research i was doing this summer but um yeah it's it's kind of piqued a new interest for me so that's sort of something i felt accomplished about interesting i love that um, so what the flip side of that question is, you know, what what was something you found really challenging about this internship or or doing it remotely? You know, what what skills did you draw on to kind of to to overcome those or, or maybe you develop new skills to to handle those challenges? Yeah, you know, I'm a you know, I think um, we talked about this before, but I'm definitely a person that struggles with imposter syndrome and struggles with this fear uh you know can i guess you, not can you sort of define that for folks who don't know that there's a word for that feeling <laughs> yeah of course of course and i think it's it's interesting because i i was thinking about it and i think you know this idea of feeling like an imposter is also very subjective you know based on your own life and you know personal experiences and i think for me it's a multifaceted type of situation so i think you know and even throughout my time as smith i felt this just feeling like i'm not supposed to be there or that i'm not qualified enough to be there and i think a lot of women deal with this and you know for me being a woman of color i think i i really struggled with thinking you know i don't have as much experience as all of these people do all of the interns are older than me or they are going to Ivy Leagues, you know, and even though Smith is obviously a great school, I think there's always this preconception that you're not going to measure up to other people, at least in my situation. And so I think that was actually something I found the most challenging. And it actually, for me, it sort of comes through over apologizing. So for example, in an email, I'll say, oh, you know, sorry to bother you. Or I would tell my supervisor on the phone, oh, I'm sorry to ask a stupid question or something like that, you know, and 
And um, as we went on, my supervisor gave me sort of a midpoint review of my internship. And she said, I think the main thing you need to work on is just sort of believing in yourself more and apologizing less. And um, I feel like I really, that was something really big that I took away from my experience because I don't, you know, I think it's, we're so quick to apologize for ourselves or for our own faults for no reason, even if we've done anything wrong. I think a lot of women feel that way. And so, you know, I think that was something I found the most challenging, sort of over how to overcome that, that, you know, that hindrance, you know, how to overcome that for me, that for, for me that this constant, you know, saying sorry, or this constant apologizing that I didn't need to. And so I guess for skills, um, you know, for drawing on that, I think a lot of that was just me talking to myself and saying, no, you know, you're supposed to be here, you're qualified, you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. And I think, you know, through different experiences, you know, maybe through presenting my research or through having a, a great conversation with my supervisor or, you know, being at a meeting, I think those were all things that I tried to remind myself of to stop myself from being so deprecating to myself. And I just think that's, you know, something really important to keep in mind too, when you're actually looking for an internship. And I said this at the beginning, you know, just don't discount yourself before you've gotten a rejection. You know, I think that's a really important thing to, to keep in mind. It, it sounds like you've made some progress on the imposter syndrome thing, yes? <laughs> yes, I definitely made some progress. I Good. mean, right now I've been, I'm working and, um, in a, in a small sort of tech startup. It's another internship, but sometimes it feels a bit more like a job, but it's it's an internship. And um, I'm really, really enjoying it and I'm learning a lot, but I mean, I'm definitely dealing with that same, oh, you know, I don't know enough tech here. I don't know enough data science, you know, what am I doing here? You know, but then I'm also trying to remind myself of everything that I've done to get there. And I think that's what helps me feel, you know, more confident in myself. And I think it's a process, you know, it's a learning process. I think we all go through it at one point or another. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Um, so, so has this in this internship with the Stimson Center, you know, as, as you're looking forward to graduation, has, has this experience impacted your career goals? You know, do you have new interests that you want to explore? Or did you find out that there's something you're just not interested in? Yeah, so this is also an interesting question as I start of start to think about career related things, which again feels very weird to think about in detail. But you know, it's interesting because I mentioned that I, I really became interested in this sort of tech and security intersection. And I think I'm I'm still interested in international security issues, but I'm also very, you know, with everything going on in the US and you know, right now with this with the selection madness, like I just keep thinking about how important, you know, election security is and, you know, making sure that everyone has the right to get out to vote and that everyone can vote and that we're, you know, preventing other factors from sort of interfering in our abilities to, you know, make our voices heard. And I, I think that's, you know, so I've, I've become really interested in a lot of sort of domestic related issues and you know, I, I definitely want to pursue this sort of research think tank type of space in the future, but I definitely want to sort of bulk up my experience in data analysis and to just sort of learn how a lot of these processes work in the US to sort of um, influence my own research on, you know, security issues, but just broadening my scope a bit and maybe focusing more on, you know, the United States for now. Well, I, I love how much you've, you've thought about this internship and reflected on this experience. Um, so I guess my only last question here is, do you have any advice going forward for any Smithies who are 
you know, looking for a remote internship, maybe navigating an either or remote or in-person internship or about to begin an internship, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah, no, this is a, this is a hard question. Um, yeah, I think the main thing would be to just don't lose hope and, you know, make sure to always advocate for yourself. And this is something I, I, you know, learned in the internship, but I think in general, just something I've learned from Smith, you know, I think we're always, and I think this also is intertwined with the imposter syndrome thing. You know, we're always inclined to tell ourselves, oh, you know, my question isn't important, or, you know, I can't do that. Or if I apply there, I'm not gonna get it. So why should I do it anyway? Or, you know, COVID's happening, you know, it's not worth applying to this internship. And I guess the thing is, it's just, you never know and you never know what's going to happen. And you're more qualified than you think you are. Even if you tell yourself you're not, you are. And there's nothing wrong with putting yourself out there and you know, you get a rejection, but an accomplishment is that you put yourself out there. And I think that's, you know, the most important thing to keep in mind because all you can do in your life is, is work hard and do the best that you can. And I do believe that that can bring good things to you. If you put good out, you get good back. I don't know, I guess I believe in that. And um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, just you know, believe in yourself, stay confident, stay hopeful, and don't be afraid to reach out to people who can provide you with support. Um, you know, the Smith network is huge as is the Smith community on campus or off because we've all been off campus for a while. So um, yeah, you got this, just be your own cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for sharing uh, all of this with me and with our listeners. Um, and thank you all for listening to this session. Um, if you need, if you'd like any more information about Leela, about her internship, or if you have questions about Praxis or anything internship related, you can always reach out to us at Lazarus at smith.edu or uh, Praxis at smith.edu. So thank you again, Leela. I really appreciated our chat. Yeah, thanks so much. I really enjoyed it too. <laughs>